This is Word to the Wise. I'm Shelley Best, the pastor of Redeemer's Church in Plainville, Connecticut. This is my unorthodox preaching and teaching podcast for spiritual seekers and outside-the-box changemakers. Each episode will be a Bible study or preaching moment with you in mind as we explore faith in the context of modern times. I'm glad you found us. Dear God, you know we've been on this journey for a while. And some of us, Lord, are weary. Some of us no longer strive for perfection. Lord, we're just trying to survive. And Lord, we know that attitude keeps us frozen in some parts of our life. Dear God, reactivate our faith and stir up our fire. Give us the courage to trust you more and try again. Believing that you have so much more for us and that our future days will indeed be better than our latter days. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen Amen. Amen. and amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Revelation, chapter 12. The book of Revelation, chapter 12. And I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Scripture. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns on his heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment it was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, (coughs) who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God, where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They triumphed 
over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows his time is short. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. With this in mind, the title of the message this day is simply this, Freedom Stories. Freedom Stories. I love Oprah Winfrey, and Oprah Winfrey and the ladies that are a part of the OWN network often encourage people to live their best life. Girl, you better live your best life, is what they say. And yes, it does sound very good, but if the truth be told, it's hard for a lot of people to really know what that best life actually is because they found themselves in bound situations. Sometimes you find yourself in a place in life where you can't move to the left, can't move to the right, can't quite get ahead, and you can't go back. You just can't move. Have you ever been bound and found yourself kind of stick? So because, and don't mind my cold, (coughs) so because you can't seem to move, you just kind of settle. You don't have the energy. Because life has dealt your hand that makes getting up in the morning and getting dressed and eating something and handling your business and getting back to that bed at the end of the day to seem like all you can actually handle. Have you ever been there? See, you really never know what's going on with somebody. You never really know what's going on with other members of the church. You never know what's going on in people's life because living is a full-time job. And even sometimes staying stuck takes more effort than it seems to be worth. Even staying stuck sometimes is a lot of work just to stay there. Amen. Come on now. And in some instances, folks aren't bound completely. There are some areas of their life where you're functional. Like you can make some things happen. Like you can always make sure the kids are fed. But you can't quite work on this over here. You always make sure you show up at work. But you can't work on stuff for yourself. You always find a way to get dressed. But you can't really work on mental things that you know you need to work on. See, sometimes you can't quite move on that thing God is calling you to move on. Mm -hmm. You want it, but you can't seem to apply for it. You desire it, but you don't want to ask for it. You just can't seem to get about the business of getting it done. What has you bound? What has you bound in what area of your life? And do you really know what has you bound? What are the ghosts you are seeing in your life right now? And how do those ghosts impact how you're living on a day-to-day basis? What has you bound? What is really keeping you from doing what you know you need to do. Some of us have things in the back of our mind that we know we need to get to. Amen? Mm-hmm. 
You know you need to do it. You know it's in your best interest to do it. It's been on the to-do list for a minute. You know you need to make that call. You know you need to follow up. You know you need to do it. It might have been weeks. It might have been months. It might have been years. What has you bound? What is keeping you from doing what you know you need to do? And if you're under the sound of my voice today and you're one of the lucky ones and you think, oh, I ain't got those problems. I'm living my best life now. I got it together. I got it all together. I just want you to think for a moment about a time in your life when you were stuck. And what was the way you went about getting going when you were bound? Think about for a moment what got you free when you were stuck. Think about that. What got you free when you were stuck in a situation. So in case you didn't know, life is not easy, but it does not happen just in one dimension. It's multi-layered. We have the material aspect of our lives, keeping that roof over our head. You know, that's a job. Just keeping the roof over your head, paying the bills and making sure there's food. That's the material aspect of your life. That is a job. And then we have the emotional aspect of our life. How do you feel about that? How are you feeling today? How do you really feel? Not just fine, fine, but how do you really feel? What's going on with you emotionally? Do you feel that you're really having a good day? Do you feel happy or sad? Do you feel optimistic or pessimistic? Do you feel hopeful or hopeless? We have that emotional side of our lives. And then we also have the spiritual aspect of our lives. Are you committed to building your spiritual muscles? Do you work at building those spiritual muscles by prayer, by worship, by service, by study, by giving, by fellowship? Are you committed to the spiritual side of your life? And with it, do you have spiritual sight? Do you see what God is doing? Do you have spiritual tenacity, the faith to hang in there when stuff is going wrong? And do you recognize that even in the midst of it all, you're engaged in spiritual warfare every single day? Because temptation has a way of showing up, and you never know when it's going to suck you in to something. But there's good news today. No matter what has you stuck or where you find yourself today, You don't have to stay there. No matter where you are, no matter what has you, you don't have to stay in that place today. There is a way out of your situation, and you can find freedom through stories. So let's take a look at the text. The text is taken from the book of Revelations, and many people are afraid of the book of Revelations. You say Revelation, you're like, ooh. I'm not going to look at the book of Revelations, but you can look in the book of Revelations. It was written by one identified as John while he was in prison on the island of Patmos. Some say that it was the same John that took care of Jesus's mother. Some say it was another John. All we know is he was John. He knew Jesus and he was on an island. And what's powerful about the book of Revelation is it's a book that really identifies what's going on supernaturally. It's a metaphor for life. And if somebody were to say to you, explain the supernatural to me, 
help me understand the supernatural, you would end up with a book like the book of Revelation. You can't talk about supernatural things with common language. What we can see is John was deep in the well, and he had an understanding of the supernatural that many of us just don't have. And see, when you're going through supernatural things and spiritual things, sometimes you got to tap into that spiritual understanding. So much of Revelation is written in that language of metaphor to give you a message of how things work spiritually. So let's take a look at the text as a metaphor and the story that it tells us today. So in chapter 12 of Revelation, we learn about the woman of the apocalypse. She is clothed with the sun and the moon and 12 stars in her head. And she's like each of us, pregnant with possibility. She is pregnant with possibility. And she's about to give birth to a new thing, which is going to be a blessing. And how many of us are just on the edge of our own breakthrough, pregnant with possibility ourselves? But in the midst of her giving birth, spiritually, she finds herself under attack by an enormous red dragon. Now, some of you need to know that when you are on the brink of a major breakthrough and you're about to give birth to your dream, all hell is going to break loose on you. Hello now. You know, things were going better when I wasn't trying. (laughs) See, the first phase is sort of recognize that you can be stuck for a period of time. Then you rise up and try to make something happen and all hell breaks loose. And that's what, I'm talking to myself today. I got happy when I was working on this. I said, ooh, no wonder I got beat up like that. So see, the devil, his job is to devour your possibility, to devour your dream. The devil's job is to tear you away from your dream and make you think it's not even thinking about. He gonna kick your behind so bad, you're not gonna even try to get down the street. And so the devil was trying to devour her baby. And just like the enemy, he wants to do that to us today. You trying to get unstuck. You got a little dream. You got a little fire. He's going to try to eat that and take that away from you. She's a child of God. And when the baby of possibility is born, God keeps her possibility from harm and snatches it up and brings it to his throne. See, God's not going to let the enemy really harm you if you stay with God. See, this is the problem. A lot of us, when we come under attack, we run away from God instead of running to God. Hello? See, and that's that's what the enemy wants. He wants to get you away from God. Hello? And so you're on the brink of your possibility. He going to freak you out, beat you up real good, try to get you to run away from God, and then he can snatch your possibility from you. But this woman, God, keeps her possibility from harm and snatches it up and brings it to his throne, the sacred space. And the woman is brought out to the wilderness for a time of preparation and care. And see, for some of us, this is a message. You're on the brink of possibility. You're on the brink of leveling up and getting into a new space. And you find yourself being whipped and torn and beat up and jacked up. Hello. You're being just kicked to the curb. You're going through it. And when you're in that space, God will take you away 
and do some preparation work on you. Because you're not quite ready for the next level. Hello? Like, you know the next level is there. You're aiming for it. You're praying it with possibility. You're ready to go to the next level. And God's like, nah, baby girl ain't quite ready. Let me take her away and do a little work on her. Sometimes you see the possibility. You're so close to it. And God's got to do a little bit more work with you. It doesn't mean it's delayed. It's not denied. See, the promise is delayed. It's not denied. God just has to work on you a little more so you can handle the blessing. So hang in there. The dream is real. The vision is real. And God is with you. All hell may have broken loose, but God won't let your baby die. God will keep it in a safe place and God is going to spend some time with you in a season to protect you and prepare you. So go with God. Don't run away. Stay with God. Let God prepare you to care for your baby. Anybody with me this morning? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Then look in the text, verse three and four, and know that the enemy is on assignment to destroy your possibility and destroy your dreams. God has got you, but the enemy got a job to do. It ain't personal. It's just business. His business is to take you away from your dream. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It doesn't say who, it says someone. That means anyone. That's his job. So we recognize that we're living in the material world. We got our emotions, but then there's stuff that's spiritual and supernatural happening all the time. And the one thing you need to know is God is for you, and the enemy is against you, and it's going on at the same time in your life, every day of your life. It's not your imagination. So back to the text. Once the baby was protected and she was pulled out of the situation, in verse 7 it says, then a war broke out in heaven. It says that Michael and his angels were fighting against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back, but they were not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. So according to text in Ezekiel chapter 28, 13 and chapter 10, the devil was an anointed cherub who led worship and fell into rebellion with God and got evicted. Hello. And so that's why we always recognize that every church there's issues with music ministry. It ain't nothing new. Because the devil was the one leading the choir, and the devil has a way of always getting into the music. Hello. So we recognize that that's warfare in itself. Ain't nothing new. It's just the way it is. There's something that happens in the atmosphere. That's why there's always something that goes on. That's why I'm sitting in choir rehearsal. Hello, because we always got to hold it down, hold it down, because it's some work. Sister Karen will tell you, she's been around in music ministry. But in verse 11, it says that the accused overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So they didn't give up on the thing that was their dream. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony. They didn't love their life so much to shrink from death. In other words, they weren't so attached to what they wanted things to be that they just died. No, 
They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So just pause for a moment and recognize this. Everyone in this place, we are overcomers because we are still here. We each should have been dead already. Amen. Hello. Come on now. We all done some stuff where we should have been taken out or at least crazy. Hello. And that's not to talk against somebody that is crazy, but I'm just saying we all got some stuff with us. But we're all overcomers and we're still overcoming and we're still here. And some things are still being worked out in us. So we thank God for salvation. We thank God for the blood and we thank God for our testimonies. We thank God that we are not so attached to our lives We'd rather die stuck on stupid than change. Because when we tell our story and we start to say what's really going on, we start to get the help that we actually need in our lives. But don't get carried away. Look at verse 12. It says, rejoice because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows his time is short. So, yes, he's in the atmosphere. Yes, he's mad, but he will not prevail. Hello. So just know that he's wandering the earth on a mission and the enemy is trying to destroy your possibilities. That's what's happening with your life. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, that's what's going on. But God's got you. And know that you are going through some things that are designed to keep you bound, stuck, unproductive, and unfruitful. That's the enemy, but God has got you. And I thought about it. You know what? The enemy does not want any of us to produce at all. Just stay stuck and do nothing. Because when you actually produce for good, ooh, that's tearing down the enemy's stronghold. The enemy wants to leave you confused, stuck, distracted, wounded, and sorrowful. And just know it's not your imagination. This is how things work in the spiritual realm. And this is why you have to tell your freedom stories. I've been reading activist writings this week and return to the book Salt Eaters by Tony Cadre Bambara. Salt Eaters is a good book to take a look at. It's an oldie but goodie. And in it, she talks about healing in communities. And the healer asks the star of the story something we need to think about today, given all the trauma and re-trauma many of us are going through. In the book, the healer turns to the woman and she says, are you sure, sweetheart, that you want to be well? Just so you're sure, sweetheart, and you're ready to be healed, Because wholeness is no trifling matter. There's a lot of weight on you when you're well. Just like the question of Jesus to the man by the pool of Bethesda, do you want to be well? Just be ready because there's going to be a lot of weight on you when you get well. And so we have an opportunity to be well through our freedom stories, knowing that life is multi-leveled material, emotional, and spiritual, but do you want to be well? So if you want to be well and you're ready for wellness, then you got to be ready for those freedom stories. Now, first of all, in the text, it tells us that we've got to be about this thing called salvation first and foremost. In other words, the blood of the lamb. Did you give your life to Jesus Christ? 
Have you made that commitment? Have you turned yourself over to the Lord? First and foremost, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. Give your life to Jesus first. Do you believe in your heart? Did you confess it with your mouth? Now you're saved. So the old has gone and the new has come. See, you don't have any supernatural power for spiritual warfare till you have salvation. So with salvation, your life starts to change. But then second, you overcome the enemy, the blood of the lamb, but the word of your testimony. And that's the part that a lot of us miss. We overcome the enemy by the words of our testimony. This week, we had courageous storytellers who said some things that many of us didn't know. They had the courage to tell their stories and there's freedom in that courage. When you bring it to the light, you don't have to have shame anymore. You just tell your story and admit that God brought you through. There's a reason for these freedom stories. And when you take them out, it has power and it has impact. And don't you know there's untold stories for a reason? And there's five reasons for untold stories. First of all, many of us have had things happen in our life that bind us. And the reason we don't tell the story is because somebody said, you better not tell anybody. If you tell anybody, I'll get to you. Or I'll hurt somebody else in the family. I'll, I'll hurt you. So many of us don't tell our story because somebody scared us into being silent. And so with God on your side, you don't have to be afraid anymore. It's time to come out of the shadows and tell your story. Number two, another reason we don't tell our stories because our ego gets in the way. We don't want people to know that our real life is not as good as Instagram. Mm. You know, we look good. Mm. We look good, but maybe life isn't as good as we're portraying. So we don't want anybody to know we're struggling because we look so good to other people. So we don't tell our story because of our ego and we want to continue to look Good. With social media, it gets in the way sometimes because you won't get help and admit you're going through because you want everybody to think you're living a fabulous life. Sometimes you got to tell the story, get free, tell the truth, and tell the story. So first, we've had things that have happened in our life that bind us and we're told to be quiet. Second, our ego gets in the way, so we don't tell the story because we want people to think our life is that good. Then number three, Another reason why we don't tell our story and get unstuck is because old folks said, you made your bed, now you need to lie in it. Well, now, what kind of sense does that mean? You made your bed, now you're going to lie in it for the rest of your life? You got to lie in it for the rest of your life? Never even change the sheets? Come on now. And so for many of us to get freedom, we got to overcome this idea that we made our bed and we got to lie in it for the rest of our lives. We made a mistake, okay? We made a mistake. We got tempted and we fell. And we don't want to admit to ourselves that we got sucked in. But you know what? We need some help. So admit it. Come out of the dark and tell the story. Get free and get some help. And then number four, why people don't tell the story. Some of us are stuck and frozen in certain places because of shame. What happened to us makes us feel shame about who we are. We don't want to tell the story because we're ashamed of who we became 
or what we actually did or how long we actually did indeed go. And that's a deadly combination, shame and secrets, because that keeps you bound. See, when you feel guilty, you might feel bad for what you did. Okay, I feel bad. You know, like I put that, that bucket in the driveway that was my little sister and had it run over. I feel kind of guilty that I did that. You know, I feel kind of guilty. Even now, I can feel something that at seven years old, I put that bucket in the middle of the driveway so my father would run it over. I feel guilty for the behavior. Shame is when you feel bad about who you are. I don't feel bad about who I am because you know a little devil in me. But anyway, I don't feel bad about who I am. I just feel a little guilty. There's a difference. See, for some of us, we feel deep shame for what we did. But all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You don't know what anybody else has done up in here. If we had pop-ups over everybody's head, and you could sit in church and there'd be a pop-up, a pop-up come and just identify your sin. Oh, so-and-so did this. So-and-so did that. So-and-so did this. Ain't no shame in it. We all got some stuff about us. We just clean up kind of good. Amen? So many of us don't tell the story because of shame. Many of the secrets we hold are filled with shame, making us feel bad about who we are. And the enemy likes that because when you feel bad about who you are, you won't become the new creature that God is calling you to be. Get free by telling the story. So first, we don't tell the story because somebody said, keep your mouth shut. Two, we don't tell the story because our ego gets in the way. Three, we made our bed. We think we've got to lie in it for the rest of our life. Four, some of us stay stuck because of shame. And finally, the fifth reason we don't tell our story is because the enemy works hard to keep us silent. Because there's power in your testimony. And if you ever tell your story and share with other people, not only will you get free, but they're going to get free too from your story. You're going to help other people get free so the enemy can't do to them what he's done to you. There's power in telling your story. There's freedom in telling your story. There are no accidents. And God is doing a new thing in us and with us. And this is the season for healing and freedom. And when we look at next year at this time, next year at this time, we will not be the same. We're on a spiritual path next year at this time. We will not be the same. We're declaring a year of victory. We're declaring a year of overcoming, a year of breakthroughs, a year of transformation, a year of leveling up, a year of getting unstuck, a year of accountability where we help each other climb. We are declaring a year of unexpected partnerships and support a year of commitment to bring each other through, and a year of real community, real healing, real worship, real relationships, real joy and intimacy, and freedom stories, all because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. tuning in to Word 
to the wise, my preaching and teaching podcast. This podcast is a production of the 224 Ecospace, a place where change makers work, create, and lead. Our engineer and sound designer is Dan Warren. I hope you will share this podcast with your friends and please review us so others can find us. Also look for me on Facebook at Reverend Dr. Shelley Best or Word to the Wise. Thanks for listening.